Let our souls be pulled deeper into Eden today. Let your brains be sucked right into your bellies. Return your soul to your spirit where God only is. We're going home. The final exodus. Everyone's brains returning to the Father in their spirits. As it is written, I have found the promised land flowing within you. In you. In you. In your heart. In your womb. In your spirit. In your secret place, your holy place, where the spices grow. The spices of our love. The Father's love will spice you up and remove all that lust from your holy place. The revelation of the Father's pleasure is the revelation of the Garden of Eden, our promised land. Jezebel's number one strategy is to pull you away from the Father's pleasure which is already planted as a seed in the garden of your heart the day you're born again. But then you you leave him, and you go into the mountains of separation. You go into the world. You get worldly, which is religious. You try to finish in your brain what began in your garden, and you can't bear fruit in the brain. That's the place of all death, That's the place of all bondage to fear and idolatry. And so Satan has taken God's people captive. Nearly 100% everyone born again the last 2,000 years. There's no one that says, Oh, I stayed free after I was born again. You're a liar. After you're born again, you learn what he saved you from. The flesh. I'm not talking about your shin or your elbow either. I'm talking about your brain matter. He saved you from your brain. You go into your spirit. You come out of the devil of your brain. Stop serving Satan in your brain. You'll start getting pleasured on God the Father in your spirit. And the devil will come and say, That's not lawful. Where's that in the Bible? And then you start reading the Bible, and then they murder you. Every single time. I've seen it 10,000 times. They attack you because you don't have revelation of divine love. And when you get it, they murder you. Every single person who's entered Eden has experienced that exactly. No exception. Because you're coming out of Satan's kingdom. You're coming out of the flesh, which is called the brain. The place of the skull. When you climb Golgotha, you climb the Spice Mountains. It's the mountain of suffering love. Golgotha, where Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our king and husband, was crucified to death for our sins. And... When he was crucified, you were. 
So, by experiencing the crucifixion by faith, your skulls also get crucified with his skull. And it's not painful. He took the pain. There's nothing painful about being crucified with Christ. That's our ecstasies. The only reason why it's painful is because we resist the Spirit killing our sinful nature. We actually cling and retain to the grave clothes of the flesh nature, the brain realm of Satan's kingdom after we're born again. We make it hard. It's not hard. It's easy and light. Jesus Christ said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. The reason why it's hard is because we don't believe the Spirit has a superior pleasure for us than the secret places we hide in our brain. Like overeating. Like pride. I'm better than you because of what I know. My education makes me superior to you. There are so many things. Lust. <laughs> secret drug addiction. Closet alcoholism. Pornography addiction. Little foxes spoiling the vineyard. We don't believe that the Father is a superior pleasure, otherwise we'd sacrifice it instantly. The fact that so few have sacrificed anything of their brain realm shows how little faith there actually is in the earth. It's true. Because if you actually believed in God, you'd sacrifice your whole carnal-minded nature, and you'd live in Eden, where the spices of His love grow. You'd live in the promised land already. But almost nobody in Christianity does. Almost nobody. Point out one. Show me a group of people on planet Earth that already are sealed with the fullness of the Father's pleasure on their forehead. I know there's signs and wonders out there. Jesus said you could do that and still go to hell. That's what the Bible says. Because it's all about being built up into the love realm. Whoa, it's a major rebuke. The charismatic church will melt with the fire of divine love. Melt. It's not redeemable. Man's building, even all of man's charismatic building, is not redeemable. Did God allow it? Did good things happen in it? Yes. I got saved in Teen Challenge. Went five years of Bible college in the Assemblies of God. There were amazing things that happened all along the way. Was it perfect? Absolutely far from perfection. Far, far from it. There, were, there was good things. There was acceptable things. But now we enter that which is perfect. We enter the promised land of the new covenant. We do that by finding the Garden of Eden inside our hearts. And not just inside your heart. Because you can have in intimacy with the Father in your heart but it's going to be weak. It is so weak if you're a lone ranger. You have no idea. It's just so pathetic. When you find Eden in other people's hearts, when you speak the revelatory truths of the Word of God into their spirit, and their, and their minds get renewed to the truth that the Father planted His Garden of Eden already inside your hearts, I have found the promised land within you, Song of Songs says then you actually begin to feast on each other's spirit life, on each other's heart life. 
on each other's divine agape love, which is the glory. That's the Father. You're actually feasting on the Father inside each other. That's where we'll find union glory. There's joy glory, there's peace glory, and there's love glory. That's the 30, 60, and 100 fold of Jesus Christ in the red letters. It's all awesome. But once you hit the 100 fold love glory, now you spread it within others by revelations of divine love. Then you enter unity of the brethren. Union glory is what takes over the earth. Unless it comes through the flesh, you have no rewards. It's fake. It's just ether. It's a seed that's been sown, but it hasn't been birthed. There's no promise fulfilled. The heart's still sick. Oh, no satisfaction. That's right. No satisfaction until it happens in the natural dimension. No reward until it happens in the natural dimension. If you do in the spirit, I'm a king and I'm a queen in the spirit, but not in the natural, you'll die and not be a king and queen in the, in the heavenlies, in heaven. It has to be birthed into the natural realm. Jesus Christ didn't say, drink my spirit. He said, eat my flesh. Eat my flesh. Which means, feast upon me into your flesh and take over the natural dimension with this glory. If you just keep it in your spirit, you're as fake and phony as it gets, and your life is worthless and forfeit. That's what religion does. It says, oh, just keep it in the spirit. You don't need money. You don't need a house. You don't need a car. And you got all God's people living in the garbage dumps. And they think it's holiness. And Satan just defecates on you. Because you're so deceived and ripped off by Satan and the religious angels. And it's pathetic. And it's horrible. And it's Egypt. And it's what the devils have done to the Christians for thousands of years. With false teaching. With false preaching. And demonic interpretation of the scriptures like Satan tempting Jesus Christ in the wilderness only tempted him with the Bible. But he tempted him in a religious way. Nearly everyone still obeys the scriptures in a religious way, if not completely in mixture. And we haven't gone deep enough into the word to have Father's interpretation of the scripture that has the fullness of pleasure in it. That's where we have to go. If you are not allowing daddy to be your pleasure, there is no doubt about it. You are still dealing with lust demons every day. Because you were created to live in the garden of pleasure. Eden is the Hebrew word that means pleasure. With dad, walking with the father in the coolness of the day, the scripture says. And until that revelation of the Father's pleasure is burning through your holy place, burning through your bowels, burning through your flesh, burning through your bones, and burning through your blood, and burning out your face, you're going to have all kinds of demons messing with you all the time. Because you're mixture. Because you're worldly. Because you haven't been sealed in the promised land yet. We need to seal everyone in the promised land. We need to get everyone out of the mixture of the religious demons. And so, it's the time of the revelation of the Father's pleasure. Psalm 1-2 
Their pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am, meditating day and night in his true revelation of light. Psalm 4-7 The intense pleasure you give me surpasses the gladness of harvest time, even more than when the harvesters gaze upon their ripened grain and when their new wine overflows. Psalm 5-8 Yahweh, lead me in the pathways of your pleasure, just like you promised me you would, or else my enemies will conquer me. If you're not pleasured on the Father, your enemies will conquer you because you're created to live in divine pleasure. And that will satisfy all your sexual desires. That will remove all your perversion and immorality and all the secret sin that entangles almost everyone. I mean, it's just crazy out there. And guys are trying to put blinders on their eyes, you know, and it's just all hidden in their heart. And they, you can have a discipline but still be a total frickin' Pharisee, and, you, and that doesn't have any rewards in heaven. <clears throat> People use natural discipline and call it holiness, which is actually blasphemy. <laughs> Solomon's wisdom was in denying himself no pleasure. Did he sin? Of course he sinned. I mean, he's drinking opium, he has 60 wives, he's got 80 concubines. I mean, the Old Covenant... It's like it was all sin. Because it was all falling short of the glory. It was a fading glory. The new covenant is sin-free, but Solomon's wisdom is truth. Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, Proverbs is the greatest wisdom in the Bible. And we're coming into a time of Solomon's wisdom in a new covenant reality. Not old covenant. No one's having 80 concubines and a frickin' orgy. This ain't sin. So get a grip. My God, how immature are these people? This is new covenant. This is the virginity of Jesus Christ in the Garden of Eden. This is Solomon 2.0. That's what it is. Solomon 1.0 was awesome. I mean, the glory was awesome in his days. Silver was worthless. Everyone had gold. It was just crazy. The whole world was glorified. But Solomon 2.0 is what we're entering in right now which is New Covenant Solomonic Wisdom with no mixture, no demons, no lust, only revelation of Song of Songs, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Psalms, called the wisdom literature of the Bible. (laughs) Wisdom builds seven pillars, which is the new heavens and the new earth where righteousness dwells. Without wisdom, you can't have heaven on earth. Without wisdom, there will be no leadership in any city or nation, and everyone will be lost and confused by the fallen angels. But if you start to walk in the wisdom of the ages, the ancient of days will be formed in you, and you'll speak right out of the Father's throne on earth, and you can say like Jesus, firstborn amongst many, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father is the ancient of days. The Father has been made our wisdom. And where's the Father? formed in our hearts. And then as our minds are renewed to the reality that the new covenant is I'm a temple of God the Father, then we can minister and give words 
give commandments, give decrees, give righteous judgments out of every word of our mouth like a two-edged sword, a sharp two-edged sword proceeding from our mouths. And it goes forth with angel power to accomplish everything it's sent forth to do out of God the Father formed in us in His perfect light. Amen? It's very important because it's the time of understanding who your daddy is. <laughs> and who's mommy? The bride of Christ. Of course. The bride of Christ is mom. And in Proverbs, she's called wisdom. And who's daddy in Proverbs? The creator. So the perfect man and the perfect woman, alluding to Adam and Eve, were creator and wisdom. We've been religious and we say, oh, it's just God out there in space somewhere, you know. We worship a distant God like we're some kind of religious people. No, when you know Him on the inside, you know that everything in the Word is to be formed in your heart. Christ be fully formed in you, Paul says. Christ, God, be formed in you. The separation between you and God inside your own heart is Jezebelic possession. You feel distant from God because you have a seared conscience and you don't think you're good enough to deserve the full possession of the Father's pleasure, so you do works to try to earn salvation. That's what the demons tempt you in. It's too good to be true. I am not a God. I'm just a little sinner. I'll always be a sinner. And Satan, the fallen angels, are over your heads holding your birthright because you choose to be religious instead of revelatory. That's exactly how it is. It's wrong. Choosing to be religious instead of revelatory is forfeiting your birthright to Satan and his angels. And most Christians have done it after they're born again. Most. It's very rare to find the bold and the brave that are like, I'm going after my promised land. I'm not getting ripped off by religion. I'm going to spend thousands of hours in the Bible and find out who I am in my new creation realities. I want original design. I want to go back into the glory of what Adam and Eve walked in before the fall through Christ, our door into heaven. He is the sheep gate to the Father. It is written, you go through His blood sacrifice into the Father's glory and you awaken spiritually to who you are as an eternal being. And all the temporal stuff of the lies of Satan burns off you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's what love does. Love wakes you up. So you're not getting ripped off by demons anymore. So you stop beating yourself up in the stink of self-pity, feeling bad for yourself. I'm not good enough. It's the sickest form of satanic pride. Jesus died on the cross for everyone. Of course no one's worthy. But why are Satan's emotions being expressed through your souls? Why do you feel inadequate? Why do you feel the feelings and emotions of the losing angels? You should feel the feelings and emotions of the winning Lord Jesus instead. That's exactly what goes on with everyone's soul. They express the losers instead of the winner. It's true. Why? Because they have a seared conscience and they haven't returned their souls to the place of victory, the Garden of Eden, in their own bellies. 
This is a time of just fierce and ferocious, strong prophetic voices. People will say it thundered, and there is lightning. There is blue lightning. There is revelation of the Father here upon your souls to cleanse your conscience and purge them from death. So you can come out of agreement with a badden and overcome death in your conscience by the sprinkling of the blood of the Lamb. It's very important. You bring the glory of God upon people and you press them with the wine press of His love. You give them a drink of love. You give them a revelation of love. You see how seared the conscience is if they believe more in Satan than Jesus with the words that come out of their mouth like poison half the time. Or the words that come out of their mouth like praise and thanksgiving. Wow. Genuine salvation. I'm not going to wallow in the muck and the mire. I'm going to start feasting. Prodigal sons entering the Father's house. I know He loves me so I can enter the glory of His house. I'm going to knock off my pity party. I'm going to start feasting like the Bible prescribes. And I'm going to feast on revelation. I'm going to spend thousands of hours in the love verses of the Bible until I'm fully built up and confident in my Father's love towards me and my soul is continuously experiencing the Father's love. That's what raises you from the dead. That's what removes all curses from your life. That's what brings you above the snake line so you're no longer bothered by wicked sinners. And stop looking at others around you. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and get your faith authored and perfected. Don't be distracted by the people around you that have no hunger and thirst for righteousness. That will, you'll waste your whole life trying to fix your spouse. You'll waste your whole life trying to fix your kids and your grandpa and fix everyone else and you don't even grow in divine love and you just waste years and decades of your life when you should have been growing in love. And had you been growing in love, you would have pulled them and sucked them up into the third heaven long ago. That's the truth anyhow. So stop focusing on others. If you're a priest, then you're called to go higher. As you go higher, you open the heavens and you'll suck them right up. Most of these people are not programmed to go up because they're not priests. Not, I know, yeah, okay, everyone's a priest, but I'm telling you, there's a difference between full-time ministers, set-apart apostles like real prophets, and people that are just members of the body of Christ. It's completely different. Every destiny scroll of every Christian on the planet is different and unique. Every soul is different and unique. There are priests here that need to go higher to pull up everyone around them. There are people that have been given gifts to be prophets and apostles that need to go deeper in the dimensions of divine love and get sealed in the promised land and have intimacy with the Father on a level that can save everyone around them. The Bible talks about in Obadiah that the Savior's plural will come out of Zion. They'll come out of the belly. They'll have the mountain of the Lord rise in their hearts and they'll so manifest the third heaven dimension through their faces that they'll manifest the salvation nature of Jesus Christ, their Joel's army. The saviors will come out of Zion. It's not talking about Jesus. It's talking about Jesus' little brothers and sisters, us. And you come out of Zion. You come out of the place of intimacy with the Father, which is Zion. The Father is the glory. The Father is Zion. And you come out of Zion and your faces are glowing from intimacy 
and you can burn out all the lies in people's flesh. You can consume all cities and all nations, but you got to start with your own family. You're illegitimate if you forsake Jerusalem. Illegitimate. I don't care how bad it is. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. And I know, yeah, there's, there's reasons to divorce because of adultery and stuff like that, whatever, you know. But I tell you the truth, Moses did that because your hearts were stubborn. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. You get into the love of God, you can heal just about anyone. You want to just discredit people because it's so hard to be a laid down lover. You just want to kill them and start over with someone that could be easier. That is a cowardly thing to do. It's cowardly. You stay in your families and you love them until they transform. And that process of your humbleness and you growing in love is necessary for you to be a leader in the kingdom of heaven. Your families are the hardest on purpose because they're the most valuable eternally. It's true. It will cost you everything to save your household. Everything. And the scapegoat is, oh, I'm just going to leave because it's easier. Start with someone else. Run away. I give up on my spouse. Listen, you go up into heaven, heaven will come down into your family and will glorify your family. I've seen it in my family. I see them frying in love. Penny's coming along nicely, getting delivered from Jezebel. It's getting good. Amen. We are unashamed of the truth because we want every family healed. There are so many enemies against our union, glory, and divine love in our families. And all of them are the enemies of the Father, because the Father is our love. They're the enemies of revelation. They're the enemies of the kingdom of heaven. And they come in and they're just conniving little snakes. And they have every little... Sounds like truth. They'll use the scriptures all the time and they'll try to convince you that you're hearing correctly. The majority of people that I've heard in 20 years in the prophetic have been wrong. The majority. It's actually the minority that are sanctified enough to be accurate prophetically. And I, I only hang around accurate prophets now because the fire of God's so strong we don't tolerate anything else. But the majority of people are not accurate because their senses are not crucified with Christ by His glory. Their, their skulls are not burning with the Shekinah fire of His cross. Amen. So if the head's not crucified, what is a false prophet? Anyone that prophesies out of the soul is a false prophet because their, their head is not crucified at the place of the skull. A true prophet only prophesies out of the river flowing out of their belly. Because all the Word of God comes from the Father. No prophecy has ever originated with soul or man. And if you're not prophesying out of your belly, you're illegitimate and a false prophet 100% of the time. So you're dealing with so many false prophets. Look at the days of Elijah. These are the days of Elijah. You have the prophets of Asherah, the prophets of Jezebel, you got all these other false... I mean, there's like 850 false prophets in the, the religious system of the charismatic church of Jezebel versus one Elijah. And God told me accurately that's about the situation in America. 850 false prophets to every one true Elijah. And we're out there buying prophecies. I watched prophets sell prophecies for $3,000 an hour in the ministry on the East Coast that everyone looks up to and buys all their books. 
I mean, you don't have any idea of the situation you're dealing with right now. And the standard is so high and so perfect. The bar of heaven is the very perfection of our high priest and apostle, Jesus Christ. And living sealed in the Garden of Eden with no mixture, no marketplace of the priesthood. Marketplace of the priesthood is disgusting filth. Cat of nine tails will destroy it. Turning our Father's house into a marketplace is sin and wickedness. Some of these people are charging $200 a month for subscriptions to watch their, their ministry channels. It's sin and it's wickedness. It's evil. Oh, they have to eat too. Well, they don't have to eat off of Satan's table, that's for sure. They should eat off the table of the Lord. And if they were anointed and sent from the Father, the Father would provide. I've done this thing perfectly for 20 years, and I've seen the Father's hand thousands and thousands of times. The problem is they're cowards, and they're not willing to obey, so they take the easy way out and become worldly prophets, false prophets, mixture prophets, illegitimate and not sent from God. And they have no authority in the Spirit, so they actually use the authority of copyright and the authority of the natural law that was set up by sorcerers of the law of Moses practicing Janes and Jambres. That's how sick and wrong the situation is in reality in the world right now. But the judgment seat of Christ will burn it with divine love. You don't understand love because love is the fiercest judgment of them all. You are dealing with the very passion of the living Father. Huh. And everyone's full of ideas, full of opinions, and the only one that's right is Daddy. Everyone else is completely wrong until Daddy be fully formed in you and you'll be right by sharing in His righteousness as a gift through Christ Jesus. Amen. The main purpose why Jesus died on the cross is so that the Father could live inside you like He lived inside Adam and Eve, like He lived inside wisdom and the Creator. That's why they're called Elohims. People read Proverbs, you think it's talking about God? It is. It's talking about God inside Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were gods. Not little g's, because they didn't have a little g in them. Big g's. They had the fullness of the Father in them. And the greatest enemy of that revelation is that you're just an insignificant worm. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have the big Father in me. I, and if you have the little father in you. Who's the little father? <laughs> Lucifer. And that's why you're sick. And that's why you got all kinds of problems. Because you got the wrong father in the garden in you. It's called the serpent in the garden. And that serpent nature is the strength of sin and the flesh. And the only thing that burns that out of you is the revelation of the Father's love through Jesus Christ. That's the actual forgiveness of the curse of sin and the removal of darkness through your hearts and brains. Amen. And when your spirit starts to control your brain by God the Father possessing you on the inside, it gets so easy, it gets so light, you stop getting bothered. Even if you're surrounded by cursed people everywhere, you're so high in your soul, in the spirit, you can learn how to whisper and just minister effortlessly to everyone around you and meet every need and speak life into everyone and pour drinks of divine love on everyone, and speak words like seeds into their wombs, into their spirit, and cultivate the spices of the Garden of Eden to begin growing in their holy place, to rise in their heart 
and transfigure their souls to, to live in divine love, our promised land, the Garden of Eden, living inside the Father in all pleasure, all the time, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Partner with Red Letter Ministries and magnify this ministry with your financial support to take over the natural dimension at redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.